is Jenny Smith, one of the co-facilitators of the Meta Action Research Group, and I'm here with Liza Collins, a teacher at Clover Hill High School, who's going to talk with us today about her action research project. Um, so Liza, first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself as a teacher? I've been teaching for nine years, and all of those nine years I've been teaching at Clover Hill High School in Chesterfield County, Virginia, and I've taught Algebra 1, Algebra 2, and Geometry, and I've taught all different levels. So I've taught from the honors level of those subjects to our double block level, which is a remedial level in the high school. In high school in Chesterfield, we teach block classes, so they meet every other day for 90 minutes. So our block, our double block classes will meet every day for 90 minutes. And so those classes are for students who really struggle with math, who wouldn't pass if they had math every other day. And so they need to meet every day in order to make sure um, that they are honing their skills. Got it. Um, and does that, do those, does that course trajectory represent ninth through 12th grade, or is it specifically? For double block? Or we, for, like you said, algebra, geometry? We have algebra one, algebra two, and geometry. And so it's kind of a mix. Okay. Generally, students will get algebra one in the eighth grade right. in Chesterfield. And when I first started teaching, it was in ninth grade, and now it's in eighth grade, mostly. We do have, we do teach it at the high school because not everybody is successful in eighth grade. And so now we still teach it. <laughs> we still teach it in high school. And also not everybody is a Chesterfield County student, so they will come to us in ninth right, grade yeah. and not have had it. And so it doesn't mean that they weren't successful, it just means they didn't have that opportunity in middle school. Great, thank you. Um, and tell me a little bit about your school, if you could describe it for me. I would say, just in general, and, and asking other teachers, it's a typical average American high school. It's you know, not the most affluent, but it's definitely mm -hmm. not, um, you know, it's just average. We have, and looking at the demographics, you know, we're about 10% Hispanic, 25% African-American, 60% white. And then you've got, you know, kind of 5% other. Sure. And so um, with that being said, as far as Chesterfield County, again, looking at um, socioeconomic static, we're about average mm -hmm. in that range too. Um, you know, we're not top of the line and we're not, um, you know, we're just middle of the road. And that's what's really nice about what um, what that represents yeah. as far as where where I'm teaching. Um, you know, it is my only school I've ever taught in, but being in other schools, um, it just, I see a, kind of everything mm -hmm. being represented in my school. I'm sure that also has implications for your research and how it might be applied in other places. Mm -hmm. um, which brings us to the next question. So uh, what was the problem your action research study was addressing and why did you decide that this problem was important to address? I wanted to improve Cavalier Morning, which is a remediation time. It's 30 minutes that is part of our instructional day, but it is scheduled um, before our first period. So 7.20 is when our instructional day starts. So early. <laughs> it is very early, um, but our first period doesn't start until 7.55. Most high schools in Chesterfield County start their first period at 7.20. So our first period starts 
30 minutes later, and we have this 30 minutes built into our day for remediation time. I wanted to improve what was happening during that time, what students were getting out of that time, what teachers were getting out of their students during that time. And what did you notice that led you to think that it was, it was problematic? Students, either students would come to teachers and say, I, I need help, and they would show up and not ha bring anything with them because, mm -hmm. you know, they, they would say, well, my parents told me that I needed to come see you, I needed to get help because I need to raise my grade, which is a great thing to do, but they wouldn't come prepared. And so then as a teacher, you're like, well, if you don't have your notes with you and you don't have sure. problems to ask me, then I can't help you. Um, or it would be I teach two different preps or three different preps. So I have mm -hmm. a classroom of 30 students who are working on a variety of different things today. And I'm spending that 30 minutes running around like a chicken with my head cut off helping everybody all at the same time even if they are prepared and so I'm you know that's the busiest part of my day and I wanted it to be more structured and the other problem that we'll have is attendance the students that are coming and being um, self-starters during that time mm -hmm. are the students who are already being successful in school, who are the A and B students who want to learn the material. They're the students who said, I didn't understand your lecture yesterday, and so I need you to explain this to me because I know I'm having a quiz on it tomorrow, versus the students who are less successful, the DNF students, the time was intended for those students to bring their grades from a D to an F to at least a C, Right. so that I wanted to focus on those students, our lower achieving students, bringing them up rather than just seeing the higher achieving yeah. students continue to be successful. That makes sense. Um, so it sounds like the problems are sort of the issue of attendance, not seeing who you wanted to see, and then mm -hmm. when you were seeing the struggling students, they weren't necessarily prepared to like right. they get were, much out they of were it. There, they were there because they were either forced to be there by an administrator, forced to be there by their parent, and not necessarily because they wanted to be <laughs> right, there. important. And so then they weren't sure what they were, um, why they were there. So I started off by saying, okay, one day a week, Friday, I'm going to use this time. Instead of it being a study hall where the students are responsible for saying, I need help with this, I'm going to teach a lesson. And I'm going to say, this Friday's lesson is on angles. This Friday's lesson is on triangles. This Friday's lesson is on circles. And advertise that to the students and to the parents and so that they could get help on that particular subject prior to a test, a summative assessment. And so hopefully we could see improvement. It sounds like that actually then tackled maybe two of the problems that you were seeing, that by targeting the lessons you could help kids advocate for themselves and coming and being prepared and knowing what they were going to do, but it also meant that you weren't stretched so thin, not like not having you have, when you've got so many preps, right. you could at least kind of prepare in advance and know I'm going to have these kids in front of me who have this particular issue. Exactly. That, that was my idea. Um, so that gets us to our next point here. Um, so 
if that's if you started off sort of asking, well, you phrase it your way. Um, how would you phrase your research question when you started the program, and how do you think your question evolved? I phrased it by saying, how could a structured Cavalier morning improve geometry success for students? And then by, I know that your project, as you learned things and got some perspective mm -hmm. from students and their teachers, do you feel like your question changed over the course of the year? It did because I was able to show that as students were attending, they improved their grade between a quiz and a test um, by at least one letter grade, 87% of the students. Awesome. Yeah, went up from a quiz to a test by at least one letter grade. And the students that were invited to come was 52% of the kids were showing up. So only half of the students that I invited were coming and those students that were coming were improving their scores by 87%. Wow. So that said, well, how do I get more kids in my room? And the obvious question or answer to that is it can't be before first period because that gives the students too much choice. Mm -hmm. It gives the parents too much choice and opportunity. Um, to be somewhere else, whether right. it to be in the library reading a book, which is a good thing, or in the common socializing with their friends, or in the gym playing basketball, or in another teacher's room, which is a good thing, it says, I need you here on this day because you struggled with this topic and you're going to have a quiz or a test. And so I interviewed students to see you know, what they said about it. And their specific feedback was, I know if I go see my teachers during cab morning, I'm gonna do better. But I'd <laughs> rather be somewhere else. I'd rather be sleeping in. I'd rather be socializing with my friends. Right, so I mean, who, who wouldn't when they're in high school? Yeah. So initially, your goal was to make it a more effective experience. And you did that. So yes. you were, and you, and can you talk a little bit about the kinds of data you collected initially to sort of show how Cavalier Morning, when students were coming, how it was positively impacting your kids? I, I just compared um, unit by unit. I compared a quiz in that unit on that specific subject to their test score. Okay. And, and then from there, you decided to sort of change your question and look more at, now how can I get more kids to come? Yes. And you were conducting student interviews for that. Talk a little bit about that interview process. I selected students um, from by different classes, so it wasn't all just one class, and I picked students who would regularly come to Cap Morning, students who really didn't like coming. I can think of a particular <laughs> student who um, would give me kind of an evil eye if I gave, I slid her one of those passes, um, who, and if, because I, anytime I slid them a pass, I would also follow that up with an email to their parents, so that. A ton of work for you. <laughs> yes. Um, also, kids who would sporadically come, and grade level varies from mm -hmm. like A's and B's to C's, and also students with D's and F's. So that way, it was a variety of students that I was looking at. And were you able to find so they, they knew that if they came, that their grades would improve? Mm -hmm. um, did they offer any other like big insights as to why they aren't able to get themselves there at 20, 7 20 in the morning? Um, you know, one particular students' feedback 
that I thought was interesting is that he, and he always gets a ride from his parents, mm-hmm. is that his parents hoped that he wouldn't get assigned cab morning interesting. because they didn't want to drive him there that early because they always dropped him off on their way to work. And so they didn't want to come extra early. They, they, that time of being at 7.55 was more convenient for them. And so, at, I mean, I think there's a variety of reasons. Sure. And if it's something that is optional, even though it's not supposed to be optional, mm-hmm. if there's a way that it is optional, because that's kind of part of the culture. It's part of, it's very difficult to enforce yeah. at this point. Then students and parents are going to find a way unless they're very, very invested sure. in their children's education. So what do you feel, like now that you sort of have an idea of how to make the time effective mm-hmm. um, and maybe some thoughts about encouraging kids to participate more, where do you feel like your question is now or where do you feel like you can go with this next? Well, our in the fall of 2018, our start time is changing. Okay. So we are changing to a start time of 8.30. And Ooh, that's very different. Yes, it's very different, which is kind of led to the whole faculty saying and re- Reexamining, like, is this what's best for students having mm-hmm. this time before first period? Is is it good to have this time at all? And so, we've established a task force um, to examine is cab morning working at all? And I'm part of that task force. And so we're we've had our first meeting. We're kind of gathering information. We're looking at other schools and programs that they have, and um, deciding what is going to work for us. And so it's kind of in a limbo phase right now, but yeah. it's something we're looking to investigate to see, you know, what what is going to work for us? Are we going to change it so that it is after first period, so first period, and then we will have it, or after second period, mm-hmm. or will we get rid of it altogether and just have four classes and not have any kind of remediation time whatsoever? And kids will have to figure out... Oh. Yeah. Have so, you been able to share your research with, with the task force? I shared it with the person who is um, leading it and mm-hmm. so that he can disseminate it um, the best way that he knows how. Cause That's awesome. I'm kind of taking a step back and not being the person in charge. So Okay. Um, well, your research is really um, really relevant to what they're yes, deciding about. Yes. So I hope you get an opportunity to talk about it some. Um, so what would you say you learn over the course of this? Not, not, not just about the project itself, but right. about like doing research and, and the project itself. What would you say you learned? One thing that hit me really hard was that to do research, you are obviously collecting data, but data isn't necessarily all numbers driven. And even talking about my project in our first task force meeting, people are very interested in the numbers I had to share. Sure, sure. Um, not as much interested in the interviews and the surveys and things like that, but I, those were the things that were most interesting to me because what the kids had to say mm-hmm. and was where I found the most useful information. That numbers you can look at, and numbers can be twisted. That, that's what I've learned as a mathematician and 
numbers can be twisted lots of different ways, but what students have to say is very, very relevant. How do you sell that to your <laughs> colleagues as they listen to this and make these decisions? Uh, well, I, I shared my survey with uh, the person who is in charge of the task force, and I'm hoping that he will use that and look at that. Uh, so, Gosh, I hope so, too. That's, I'm with you. The, the, what students have to say is super important. Um, what would you say was one of the biggest challenges or some of the challenges you faced as you conducted your, your project, your study? All of this takes time, and I can always make time for things that just rely on me, but the interviews and the surveys and things like that rely on other people. Mm -hmm. And so setting those up and making those work and fit into my schedule, that was, I think, what was hard for me, just mm -hmm. because... We all you, have so many things going on. Were you on. collaborating with other teachers, at least for the survey portion, and having other teachers sometimes give it to their students? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I, I asked all um, of the math teachers in my building to give it. Not all of them were able to, mm -hmm. but I got about a third of the school, I think, to respond. So I got over 600 responses to the survey, and we have almost 1,900 students in our building. Wow, that's so, a great survey. That's a good yeah. Good sample. I, I felt I felt good about those results. Yeah, that's awesome. This is a lot about you too that they would do that for you. Um, so, why did you think that this was like? Why is this important? And how do you think that this what you learned sort of in like the different phases of your project, both about improving it, improving Cavalier Morning just for you, and then improving it for the whole school? How do you feel like this might influence your practice um, as a teacher or future research? What I took away from this is if you have an idea about something and you believe in something, you should try to figure out a way to make it work and not just, my biggest fear was that I was gonna have this idea to make Cav Morning work better mm -hmm. and I was going to share this idea and then everybody was gonna do it whether it was gonna work or not before I was able to gather data. And, and so I really wanted to check and see, like, is this something that works for students? Yeah. Why does it work? And so I guess take a step back. And it can be something very small. Mm -hmm. The turnaround can be quick. Research doesn't have to take place over years and even months. It can be something that is short as long as the way you're collecting data has been something you've thought through. Yeah, and I, what I like about your project is that the way you thought through data, especially initially when you were looking at, hey, if I really target what I'm doing in Cav Morning, kids will be better, they'll perform better in school, and that really cleanly led you to the next part of your question, which was great. How can we get more kids to come? Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a nice, I think it really shows a lot about how we can use data to ask really good questions. Um, so what do you think, what do you see as the significance of your findings to other teachers in your building or other teachers in Chesterfield or other people that are doing educational research? Well, I, I guess I feel like I've answered this question yeah. already because I, when I shared my project with my principal um, not too long ago, it was like a week later this task force was formed. Wow, and okay. she seemed to have in place that this task force was already going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. You know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. never know, and I have no way of knowing. But I think it's very timely, especially with um, our start time being changed and 
It's just, there have been conversations for years. Is calf morning working? Is it effective? Is it something that should be at the beginning of the day? Should we move it? Um, you know, there's always been scuttlebutt around the building sure. um, about, I think, teachers thinking that perhaps it should be moved, perhaps it shouldn't be, maybe we should get rid of it altogether. So I think I'm, I'm glad to see the conversation going somewhere and yeah. maybe we are going to do something about it, maybe we're not. Um, but, but you definitely have conducted a project that certainly should help people think about what the right thing to do could be. Yes. Excellent. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience with the Action Research Group or your project? Uh, I don't think so. I, I really enjoyed doing the research, and I, I feel very passionate about my project, and I'm happy to have done it. Awesome. Well, I would love to, I hope to check in in 2018 and find out what <laughs> cab morning looks like once the new start time happens. So thank you very much for your time this afternoon, Liza. Have a great day. Thanks.